Good Company. Honest and transparent conversations between two good mates on an entrepreneurial journey together. Join Lisa Cordoff and myself, Carly Nimmo, while we explore what it means to create, grow and keep good company. Life and business is better when you're keeping good company. So I just interviewed the amazing Samantha Nolan-Smith, who we have had on the podcast before. What number? Can't remember. Putting it in show notes. Mm, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> who remembers stuff like that? Seriously, what did I even have for breakfast? Scroll down. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She did a, a clearing on visibility blocks in for the Keeping Video Real peeps. And it was really, really interesting. I mean, because I think, you know, the reason I asked her was because so many of us have issues with showing up, being seen, and it's like people can come into that program. They're like, I get it. I've got all the, like, I can give them all the information that they need, but still they're not creating videos. So I felt like Sam's work was like this missing link and it was amazing. So uh, that interview will, that and her clearing session will sit in that program now. But I went, I, of course, did it. I learned something every single time I do this stuff. And she wanted us to think about um, two things. The first one was what did um, our parents think of us? Like what was our interpretation of how our parents saw us? And then what did we take that to mean about how we were seen in the world, how we kind of operated in the world? And then just looking at those words, getting a feeling from that, like what is the kind of energy of all those words? And so she did another one on um, friends and how friends saw us. And I never really thought about how my friends, like from high school and like through my life, have seen me and then what I took that to mean about who I was in the world. And then the energy that came out of it for me, there was things like, you know, I was kind of like the all-rounder, friends with everyone, um, leader, extracurricular kind of (laughs) hands-up person, you know, all those things. I was just your girl next door, I guess, kind of thing. And then the energy of that for me, I just looked at those words. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> oh, shit. What the hell? Like I just kind of want to be friends with everyone. I want everyone to like me. I want everyone to feel happy, connected, um, valued. And what this has meant for me is that, I probably tolerate people or, or, you know, because I want that feeling or because I see that as who I am meant to be, I probably don't say how I feel as often as I should. And I probably sugarcoat stuff or don't quite operate from a place of the truest Lisa because I don't want to upset anyone. I really genuinely don't. Yeah. So can I ask you a question, if you're willing to share? What what came up with the parent stuff? Okay. So the parent stuff was, um, in fact, I've got the notes here. Uh, <laughs> Let me well, just she consult got my from, notes. She, got a, she, got a, uh, she made us sort of write it all down. So I was like, okay, my parents saw me as messy. Like I always had a really yes, messy. Yes, me too. Yes. Yeah. Um, they saw me as academic. Like I was the one who who did quite well at school, an achiever, kind of good. Like I was the one that I felt like they didn't need to worry about, asking why too much for sure and just really not wanting me to be a show-off because Mm. I did quite well at things and um, 
I felt like that was they sort of they could see me as a bit of a you know show off so the message that I took on board about how I needed to be seen in the world was about the need to keep achieving because that's who I am I am the person who does well and then this kind of double-edged sword of like go out and do it but you can always do it better and don't be too loud about it Mm. you know modesty Mm. so always maintaining um modesty like and I can remember dad I would be like yay you know look at my report or I got I just got nominated for this and dad like you can always do better so let's just not get ahead of ourselves let's not get a big head blah 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 and the energy of that when I was sort of looking at that I was like well it's like I kind of am these things but just don't do it too much so the energy was limited potential Mm. That I am limiting my own potential because of, you know, my own, my parent. And, and I've, I mean, I've spoken about a dad before, beautiful man, but I triggered him. And so, you know, we did some clearing around that. But, and, but I, I was sort of, I get that. Like, I'm, I'm quite aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the people pleaser surprised me. So, like, do you, do you resonate with being a people? Would you say you're a people no. pleaser? No. I mean, I maybe have people-pleasing tendencies sometimes, but they're not like, they're not, that. that's not the part of me that's in control. Like I think about what people, I think about, and you know this, like because yeah. we talk about it like in terms of what does my audience need, like how can I help them? I think about that. I think about it from the point of view of them and I can see that I do that because I just I want them to be happy with me. I want to feel useful to them but it's kind of separating and so separating the real me from the message. Mm. And so as I'm kind of wanting to transition and speak a different message, I'm I'm worried. You know, I feel like people um I don't want to I don't want to lose people. I still want to make them happy and give them the things that they came to me for in the first place. Like what what are they going to think of me if I start really talking about what I really want to talk about? And um, what if it ruffles people's feathers? I don't want to make anyone feel bad. If they're not at the place of this, it might land on, it might upset them. And so, like, what? I'm just locking myself into this hole yeah. and not exploring the fullest because I'm worried about what everybody's going to think. Yeah, that is so interesting, right, because I feel like that's where we're, we're different again. So I worry about not what people not that not that i'm going to upset people that but that people will see the faults in me mm. so i like if i think about this right like i was thinking about my parents and i love my parents they're great human beings but when i think about like i was not academic so there i didn't have that going on <laughs> um like I really struggle. It actually makes me quite sad. How were you sad. seen by your parents? Well, messy, too loud, abrupt, mm-hmm. selfish, mm-hmm. lazy. Mm-hmm. 
Whoa, okay. So there's not a lot of positivity in there. So what was the message that you took on board about how you needed to be seen in the world? Or how you needed well, to show up. Well, this is the behave. thing. So, um, so I guess what I needed to be seen as was together. Like I had all my shit together. And for many mm. years, I did that. I lived that way, but also in a bit of, cause part of me is also the rebel, right? So it's like, oh yeah, you think I'm fucking too loud? Let me show you a thing or two about loud. How about that? You know? <laughs> so. Bloody. So there's also mm. that part of me that has pushed back against that. Yeah. It's like, you want to yeah. see lazy? I'll fucking show you lazy. So it's not necessarily that I think that I've tried to keep it together sometimes and definitely haven't wanted to be proven wrong at things. So I make mm. sure I've got all the answers. But, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. It's it an interesting, interesting and then, one. like, because then what would the energy of those words that you've written down, you look at them and what would the energy oh, of all of shit. that? Oh, they're shit. That just feels shit. So you feel shit. Yeah, so then she so she sort of takes you through a, a clearing because that feeling of that energy of, of shit, it's like she does the whole, you know, it's not personal and yeah, I'm ready to experience it. Beautiful, the non-personal awareness technique, which people can actually Google. And I, I feel like... Uh, you know, we're not even aware of some of this stuff. Mm. And, you know, it's like remember uh, I think I got to an age where psychologists were a kind of thing and everyone would just give shit to, oh, yes, tell me about your childhood and be like all yeah, yeah. funny about that. Um, You know, it was kind of like would be seen on sitcoms and st- sit down, tell me about your childhood. But like so much about our internal and subconscious beliefs start there Mm. and what this has what just bringing this up has made me see like it actually made me feel quite angry I started to feel like we did the clearing and I'm like yeah fuck you I just wanted to stick my fingers up at everything that and everyone (laughs) that I was just kind of biting my tongue around I do it a lot and what would my life be like if I decided not to be a people pleaser yeah. or not to try and keep the peace? You know, that is also something that I think that was the role that I took on amongst my siblings for sure. Um, like I just wanted to kind of make everything better. Let's just all be friends. Um, what would be unleashed from inside me if I decided to give up the pleasing? Mm. And who could I start saying no to? And what could I start saying yes to? And holy shit, whoa. So that was why we just thought, like, I just shared with you that I'd had this happen. And we thought we'd do a podcast episode on it because I'm sure that there's other people pleasers out there. I'm sure that there are people who censor themselves or um, think more about other people and their happiness and other people's truth than their own. And uh, I'm just like, I'm just feeling a little bit like, hmm. Yeah. Work on letting that go. Isn't it interesting, though, that like your your family, the way your family sees you is so different to how your friends. So I was thinking about like back in the day, not how friends see me today because I am different too, but like as a kid, the words I wrote down was a doer, totally Mm. out there, comedian, a person who you would come to problems with. Mm. Um, 
but then also, like, so that was my friends, but then how did the wider, you know, school see me? They would have seen me as a dork, probably really? shy. Oh, I don't, I don't know that I was like in primary school. Yeah, I was totally a dork, and wow. just not. I don't know, not necess- Yeah, no, I was a dork. Um, and in in high school, I certainly was not in the popular group. Mm. Um, so- but in high school, I was like a bit of a comedian, and I could be a bit of a shit stirrer, and I would do out there loud, crazy things. Um. But, but not not cool. That's so yeah. So, what do you think? You know, all of that has kind of. Well, I think the mixture of what my mum saw me as and my how my friends saw me has made me, uh, or you know, I guess that's what I've been rebelling against a lot. Yeah. Yep. You know, I guess we have different coping mechanisms, and maybe mine is to prove you know, prove that I'm not those things. Mm. But nothing, like, nothing has ever been centred around achievement as it has with you. Like I've never wow. I've never been mm. an overachiever. I've never, I mean, maybe, no, I haven't. I wasn't someone who got great grades. I wasn't like top of the class. I wasn't ever really picked for anything. So I don't, I don't have that need to please mm, need to achieve or need you to know, achieve yeah well i think it's both think that, that it's one and the same in some respects needing to please and needing to achieve you're achieving because yeah. you need to please yeah but then even just personally being unable to um congratulate myself or recognize wins feeling behind uh, always knowing I could do better. That that absolutely comes from like an A was just, you know, well done, you know, but, you know, there's always more you can do and let's not sort of settle and let's not, you know, there's always next term or whatever. And it was all coming from a, a good place and I know a lot of that place was protecting yeah. um, my brother and sister. Yeah. It was protecting them and and I feel that playing out quite that is a theme in my life sometimes is that the pleasing part is about me just kind of not being fully bright and shining because it was a lot about um just yeah but quietly you know yeah you can you can do these things but it doesn't make you you know you're not different to anybody else um you're not you know like it, it was just this constant downplaying and I feel like I know that sometimes me being successful, whether that was getting chosen as school captain or, you know, getting a freaking Rotary Leadership Award or whatever it is, makes other people uncomfortable. And and I think that I just constantly downplay things because I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. I want them to feel happy. I want them to be my friend. And so, yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's just interesting. I can just see it. So, I can see it now. I know. And I, I'm like in my head, like all of these little poof, 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 things are going off. It's like one thing that I remember was, which explains so much, was 
my and I've done so much work on my childhood, right? Like I've spent fucking oh God, years in are. a therapist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so I've done a lot of work on this, but but one of the one of the things that was coming up for me was my my mum used to always say, but don't get too excited. Like don't oh. allow yourself to fully dream this thing because what if you can't make it happen? You know, I just don't mm. want you to be disappointed if it doesn't work out. So it's mm. like, oh, my God, that program has been running my fucking show. I tell you what, like oh, what? Yes. Yeah, like what if you can't make yes. it work? Yes. <laughs> I'm like covered in oh, goosebumps. <laughs> I oh, know. So, I like so I'm afraid of, you know, I have this fear of going all in on things because what right. if they don't work? What if I'm you're, constantly and like, disappointed? And therefore I have been. Like, <laughs> I've sort of seen you sometimes set low, lowish expectations for yourself, bec- and I- I'm just happy. I'm happy with like, like convincing yourself, yeah. almost because what would it mean to actually dream this into this crazy, magnificent? Well, because I can't thing. make it happen, you know. Like obviously, yes. oh, oh so just set the bar God. a bit lower. If you just set the yeah. bar a bit lower, then uh, you know you might make it over the top. <laughs> fuck and you know what like I feel like like we are this is why this podcast works so well right because we are polar opposites you are the overachiever you're the one who sets the bar really high and then like fucking let's just fucking I'm gonna get this I'm gonna get this I can do it I can do it I can do it everyone's watching me here I go I'm gonna jump over and I'm like the person who's like oh I can't really be fucked because I'm not going to get it anyway. Can you just lower that bar? So maybe I'll even just have a chance at that. This is like welcome to the Lisa and Carly therapy <laughs> session. And it's just, it's just, it, it, it really is really crazy how our subconscious beliefs are ruling yeah, the totally. show. They are just like... And even they, with the level of work that we do personally on ourselves still and the, and the daily dedication of working on our shit, right? Cause I've been, I might not have been consistent in many areas, but on my personal growth and development and the discovery, like this is a thing that is consumes my life, you know, like mm. sometimes not mm. in a healthy way, having like constantly questioning myself, constantly seeking answers. Um, and there's always another layer. There is always another fucking layer, they're, they're <laughs> which we've really, just uncovered today. Just, <laughs> yeah, which is so amazing. I know I'll never forget like the first time we came to visit you at your house and we're just sitting there. I think Miko was just like, oh, like he, he wanted to watch the some footy, footy game. He's like, why are there why are there five extra people in my house right now? And um we were just sitting at the bench and you're just pulling out your cards for oh, Nick yeah. and he's yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, angel cards, get with the program. Pick a card. And he's like, oh my God, this is so interesting. I'm like, yeah, you know, get close enough to Carly and you'll be like having these breakthroughs every day. Uh. Um and but yeah, it is, it is definitely a part of who you are. And I think for a long time, I ignored the importance of this work. I wasn't even really quite aware that I needed it. Like really. Well, it's, and often, I think it's most thing- often it's a crisis that brings us to that point, right? Like for me, right. it was the depths of depression that, that sent me yep. on this journey. Although having said that, I have always been interested in woo. 
You know, I've, I've always yeah. had, as a teenager, I would read books like, you know, uh, what was his name? Oh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Believe and Achieve. You know, oh, so yeah. I've, I've read, I've, I've, I've read, I've done like hundreds of thousands of hours of reading personal development books in my life. Uh, and they came, it was really just the, the tripping into a crisis, a personal crisis and trauma. Like I've experienced a mm-hmm. lot of trauma through my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've needed to have personal development as a way to explain and take responsibility and not be a complete victim to all the things that have happened to me in my life. Right. So, right. so for me, it's come from, you know, from that, from that necessity. If you have a relatively good life where nothing really bad happens, of course, you're not questioning anything because there's nothing to question. It's good. You know, right. it's often when the right. real shit happens that you're like, fuck, now I'm questioning everything. Yeah. And I, and I think I feel so grateful to, you know, have done B school back in 2013. And it just exposed me to a whole group of new type of people mm. that are just doing really, really cool things. And, uh, it really did open up a world to me. And like, you know, even meeting you there, it sounds like an online dating thing, but it kind of was. But what I realized was I was really glad to be exposed to that stuff, even although it didn't kind of make sense to me or wasn't relevant to me at that time. time. And I remember, like, I I know how frustrating I must have been for a number of years, like, to just not actually be able to even have the conversations because I just really didn't know anything about this world. But what I'm finding is that's really interesting is that as a, like, it's gone from, like everyone's reading Brene Brown and, you know, there's there's big time movements that are putting this stuff front and centre. It's not on the edge anymore. If you're a woman and if you're in a bit of struggle town, you're reaching out to find this stuff. You're like, what is this mindfulness thing? Like I don't even know how that would work for me or I don't know. I think that with social media and all that sort of stuff, getting access to this conversation yeah, and your own personal development, like you could, there's so much you can do for free. Totally. Like, I mean, I spent my it, whole life doing shit for free. Like I've, I've, I, I mean, I've paid for therapy and lots of healings. You know, I've done all kinds of weird shit. I had someone burp like for an hour while they were, while I was lying <laughs> on top of a bed of crystals. You know, I've done some <laughs> out there shit. <laughs> Anyway, now I've totally lost what I, where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, just there's so much that you can do for yourself. Oh yeah, 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 for like, free. Yeah, yeah, that. like grab some fucking books. Yeah, <laughs> or just yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the thing. Yeah, I think that I think the thing for you, right, is that without knowing it, what you did was build a safety net for yourself for when you did have a fall. And then all of those tools were there ready for you at that moment, but you had already started diving into them before you needed them, which meant that you were so much, so much more prepared to not skate through because it's never skating through, but, um, but you, but you could move through things much faster because you had them at your disposal because you'd brought them in before they were, were required. Yes. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Carly, I have just discovered. And you're like, um, yeah, 
I think we've had this conversation about five or six times before. And I'll be like, no, we have not. Like, no, this is just brand new to me. And you're like, yep, no, basically talk about this on a daily basis. But um, welcome to the party, please. Welcome to the party. Uh, because it is like that. Stuff does only drop for you when it's going to drop for you. And... I am. It's why, I am it's why we, testament. you know, we see things exactly from where we're at, which ties us back into this whole, you know, childhood beliefs, who we thought we were, who we, you know, what, what other, what was reflected back to us about us, because that is how we form our, you know, identity is through the reflection of ourselves on others. We don't have any understanding of who we are. We see mm-hmm. reflections of who we are. We take it on to be who we are. And then we go through the world with these crazy ass things going on, like don't set the bar too high or, you know, you know, be fucking humble. And yeah. And at some point we have to, or we will be forced to take a look at ourselves. And you know what, I just, I keep coming back to, and when, when I really got this, it changed everything for me, is that nothing has meaning other than the meaning we, we give, give it. it. Absolutely. So when we can kind of look at these things and go, whoa, I can see what my friends, what, uh, how I interpreted my, like what I thought my parents or my friends or whatever it was saw me and then what I took that to mean. Mm. And it's like, well, that was my interpretation at that time. It's still informing my decisions, my actions, my thoughts, freaking 30 years later. Yeah. So what the hell? Get with the program. Is this the meaning that I want to give it? Is mm. this still the same story? No, not. So I'm just going like, to let that go. Totally. And then, you know, do some work to clear that stuff and suddenly you're kind of free. So what's our takeaway from this program? do the work you know ask yourself those questions like yeah go down and sit down and have a think about this right now like who did who did you think what was the question how were you seen by your parents yeah how do you think you were seen by your parents then what was the message I took on board about how I needed to be seen in the world from this so what was the message I took on board about how I needed to be seen in the world or how I needed to show up or behave? And then once you kind of journal that stuff out, try to come up with sort of one word or a phrase that when you look back at all those words, you know, just quickly kind of without judgment or anything or without analysing them, what is the energy of those words? And just see what pops up for you. And then you can go ahead and Google non-personal awareness technique or go and find Sam at um, the School of Visibility and there's a little, a simple clearing exercise that you can do. But, you know, and sometimes I think sometimes just coming to the realisation and bringing it into your conscious mind, that oh, can have a really profound has, effect. Yeah, totally. Because once you're aware, you can be conscious of it and then think about how it's been playing out. Absolutely. It's it's like when, you ha- when you're all consumed by a feeling, right? Say somebody's done something to you and you're feeling really rageful about it. And then, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like write a letter to them getting out everything that you want to mm. say. And then mm. whoosh, it's gone. You've moved yeah. through it. By bringing it, those stories how- to your conscious awareness, then yeah. they don't have the power. 
you know right, it's when right. it's when we're unconscious or you know it's happening and we have no conscious awareness around it that it's running the show and we don't know yeah and it's important for us to to know these things or at least be willing to look at to look at ourselves and the yeah. fact that we're not victims to our lives things happen to us because of our often not all the time because there are there are hideous things that happen to people that I'm not sure that you can explain away by saying your energy attracted that but yeah. I also um I also believe that there are things that occur again and again and again and I've been speaking about this in Find Your Freak if it's a pattern if it's constantly showing up for you like this story of me um you know and my failure story it's absolutely related to the fact that I have set that I, you know, have these low bars, like don't get too excited, don't set the bar too high, you'll never make it. What if you don't, mm. you know? Of course I've got a story of failure because I've got this fucking thing going running my show because I have no conscious awareness of it. Bring it to exactly. the front and boom. Now I can go for total world domination, Oprah style, motherfuckers. Doing it doing it oh yeah oh yeah all right oh yeah well that's it for this week dunsky dunsky i'm glad that my little um yeah revelation caused <sighs> you to have a revelation Mind and hopefully blown. everyone has a us. revelation <laughs> yeah hopefully everyone's like oh my god he's blowing my mind you know, that's what Carly and I believe is happening every time you listen to the podcast. Um, but Actually, I don't have that higher expectations. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be really interesting when we collaborate on stuff going forward, being conscious of I this know. and I our know. different dynamic around it. Okay, yeah. so interesting. Um, right. But, yeah, keep, share with us in the Keeping Good Company Facebook group. We love chatting in there. Totally. Um, so come and join us, answer the questions, and then – Answer the fucking questions. Until next week. Thanks for sticking around. See you next Monday. Remember to subscribe and keep good company. Bye.